Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today, we want to talk to you about perseverance. And the reason we want to talk about perseverance is because in order to get the best results from your equine or canine healthcare experience, it's required. Stealing a line from Galaxy Quest, never give up, never surrender. Keep working at it till you get the results that you want. And often that means doing something outside your normal, calling in for advice from other healthcare professionals, reaching out to the veterinary world, the massage world, the acupuncture world, the mobility world, the physical therapy world, the chiropractic world. We are so many of us that are involved in the ability of your canine or equine client or companion to be able to work together to get the best is the best thing that you can do. So often, we'll hear, I have to give up on that. I have to return that animal. I have to retire that animal when All they've done is walk down the middle of the street and not gotten the results they wanted. We're here today to talk to you about the ability to persist in your efforts to make a difference. And a lot of that comes down to being able to find and search for options. And this is something that we've talked about probably before, is how you classify things in in your brain and how you leave it. Do you get frustrated with something or do you get fascinated by it? There's a big difference between those two terms. Frustration will shut you down. It will stop looking, it'll stop you from looking for options. You won't be able to see outside yourself or beyond your own capabilities because of that label that you placed on it. As you start to think of things more fascinating, that's fascinating I didn't get the results that I wanted, all of a sudden it opens up your brain to start searching for options for other things that you can do, whether it's something you can do or something that you could recommend outside of what you're doing, but it opens up that possibility so you can persevere and continue on. And I think uh, Wendy is, I've always called her pit bull because once she gets a hold of something, she's not going to let it go till she gets the results that she wants. And that's just who she's always been. And she has trained me to understand that if she says, what about this? Could we get this done? I realize that if I don't get that done, she's going to keep on me until I get it done. So I've learned to get things done faster, more efficiently, and now. Ha! <laughs> I just learned something new. I was not aware of the uh, <laughs> fact that Dave called me Pitbull. That must have been inside his own head because I'm certainly never said it out loud. And if he had, I would have been so honored because I do love the pities and I love their enthusiasm and their energy and their willingness to participate in life. So I, I will own that with, um, with enthusiasm. What I want to add here is that I invite you to replace I can't with I wonder. When you say it can't be done, 
I wonder how it could be done. Puts your mind in that fascination state. Puts you in the willingness to open up the aperture of your eyes, your ears, your, all of your senses, and say, is there more information that I could get that could make a difference? We've learned so much recently about exosomes and stem cells and infrared and PEMF and, and, and. And when you open your mind to possibilities, all of a sudden, better things happen. And the fascinating piece of this is if you're wrong, if it's the end, if you've tried everything, there is a level of satisfaction in knowing you've tried everything and this is a case where letting go is the better option. And often that's done way too soon and we're inviting you to look around and see who's out there to help you. And we had a classic example of this just this weekend when uh, Wendy was teaching her class and she wanted to demonstrate range of motion on, a, on our pony and the pony wouldn't turn left and then it wouldn't turn right. So we, she did some fascial work on him. He still wouldn't turn left, still wouldn't turn right. And then we go fall back to do what you do first. And Wendy adjusted his pole. And that pony turned his head completely to the left and completely to the right. She didn't give up. She practiced what she does. And that's what made it effective. Well, that's what's so fascinating to me about, you might get tired of the word fascinating by the end of this podcast, and that's okay with me. What we want to do is not shut down, but open up when things don't go the way they want. You know, it is so tempting, and I have been someone who can stomp my feet and beat my head against the wall and scream, that's not fair. And that's no fun. It is infinitely healthier to say, what if there's something else I could do? Now, I was teaching a course on range of motion, palpation, fascial blading and, and tooling and rock taping. That was the point of the course. To then adjust when I wasn't teaching adjusting was outside my intent. My larger intent, my higher purpose, is to do what's best in the moment based on the resources I have. And the resource I had was that my hands know how to adjust. I wonder what will happen if we relieve the reason he's resisting. And will that get me 10% better, 20% better? And in this case, it was 100% went from I won't to I will. And that's another reason we often discuss the difference between the I can't and I won't. And once we've offered a treat and once we've cajoled and that doesn't happen, it starts to look like I can't. Something is preventing me. So you've got to look and find out what that is. You've got to take the time, repalpate, rearrange of motion, find out where that stockage is, 
and find a way to correct it through chiropractic, through activator, through pulsed electromagnetic frequency, through fascial work, through massage. There's so many avenues to pick, but try something different. Do something out of the ordinary. We have horses that you have to do fascial work before you can adjust because that's just the way they are. But you have to learn what makes them function and work as well. And so my son pointed this out to me when we wrote our first equine chiropractic book back in 2008. And I said, I always start here. And he looked at me and went, no, you don't. I thought, well, I always intend to start there. And then the horse informs me that it will be a better experience if I start somewhere else. So have a plan. Remain flexible enough to do something better if something better presents itself in an opportunity. Also this past week, we had the opportunity to see a dog, an older dog, a dog that was knuckling on both hind legs and bleeding on the top of both, the tops of both feet in the hind end because it appeared not to know where its feet were. We could have gone with the DM diagnosis and said, well, there's no myelin, myelin sheath over the nerves to the hind end, so there's nothing that can be done. Chose instead to say, I wonder if there's less information going to the brain about where those feet are, and if we increase the input, I wonder what would happen. The worst case, nothing, and the dog continues to walk and not walk the way it presented. What was fascinating that following the adjustment and the fascial work, putting the kinesiology tape up the hind legs and connecting the hind legs up towards the brain, that dog not only walked without knuckling at all, it lifted its legs like it was uh, pee-offing. It had spring back in its hind end again. It was it and tears, happy tears happen when you exceed your own expectations by opening up your mind and being persistent in your education of yourself. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go. Educate yourself, continue to educate yourself, read, go to seminars. Pick up new things because that opens up your toolbox. The more tools you have in your toolbox, the more things that you have options of using because every animal is going to be different and what worked on one animal isn't going to work on the next. So you have to have those options available to you. Unless you find options, if you shut yourself down and believe, oh, I can't do this, this can't be done, as soon as you say that to yourself, you're right. It can't be done by you. And open yourself to all of the groups that are out there who are now getting together on Facebook and having discussions about how would you handle this and what would you do about this and listen and learn. You don't have to judge it. You can choose not to do something if you don't like it. It's about taking in information and then sifting through it for what applies in your comfort zone of application. I would go to a seminar, and I've been to a seminar probably at least once a month since 1980, and my brain isn't full, so I want to continue learning. My intent was always, 
if I walk away with one piece of information that I can add to my toolbox, it was a successful outing. Now, most of my interactions are online and I'm meeting people from all over the world. Had a meeting this morning with um, a gentleman in Israel about providing courses for, started out with horses, then went to horses and dogs, then went to equestrians for the human and the horse, and we just kept expanding what's possible when we're willing to learn from each other. Yeah, and it's just about not shutting down. You know, it really comes down to you. It comes down to what are you willing to expend, both physically, financially, mentally, spiritually, what are you willing to put into this to make it happen? Because the, to me, that's the difference between those successful practitioners and those ones mediocre practitioners is those successful people, they keep pushing the envelope. They keep looking for new avenues. They keep looking for new options and they open themselves to possibilities. And that's the most important piece is opening yourself back up again and going, wow, I could be doing this differently and getting better results. I'm fascinated because in the teaching this weekend, there were so many questions and I loved it. And the more questions, the more engaged I feel and the more willingness I feel to give more of myself because people are actually engaged in the learning process. I had the opportunity to teach a course for CEUs where it became obvious that the people were sitting there so they could click that off their list and submit it to their state and they actually weren't interested. And that actually reinforced my lack of interest in providing CEUs because if you want to learn with me, I'm all in. If you want to waste my time, I'm all out. There you go. So I invite you to come and engage with us so that we can continue the process of making the lives of all of the animals that we contact better and better and better, as my good friend Steve Capabianco will say, and better is better. So again, never give up. Never surrender. surrender. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you a lovely day. Persevere and persist in having the best life you possibly can. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast. <laughs>